Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box is rated M for mature audiences only. It may contain nudity, sexual situations, strong language, and monsters that will eat you. The thoughts and opinions stated by Sam, Josh, and Clarence are their own and in no way reflect MTG cast, Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or our mom, who tried really hard to teach us the right things to do and say. The following impressions left by Raiders can be helped by strong antipsychotic meds and therapy. Do not swim for up to two hours after listening to Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. Previously on Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. And I'm Jason, and I can never top eight but get really close. Oh, <laughs> poor Jason. <laughs> what is with all the new midget shows? Does, <laughs> no, but you seriously, though, you've got the little midget family TV show where it's like the two midget parents and like a midget son and a tall What's son. What's that called? Like Small World? Yeah, or? Sm- yeah, and Little People Big World. That's what the I'm thing I was going to say is they have all these midget shows midgets. now, and I don't know if they're like trying to promote public awareness about midgets or what, but there's one like. The Little Chocolatiers. And I'm not sure if it's trying to be serious or a comedy. Is it like, black, is it black midgets? No, it's like, it's like, it's <laughs> midgets making chocolate. And they're like, in doing it for things. And so I'm like, is this Oompa Loompas? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, when I was a kid, my favorite show was Wizard of Oz. And. What do you think about the, the dude hanging in the background, the munchkin, hung himself? True, true or false? True. Totally. I don't care about all you haters out there. They're gonna prove me wrong. Someone hung themselves. Yeah, a munchkin hung himself on set, and you can see it in the scene where the uh, they join with the line and they run off. They the dead munchkin. munchkin. Just... I saw him at work the other day, and uh, we have this attractive young lady that works with us, and she's single, and so there's a lot of guys, all the cooks, mm-hmm. and and any guys that are single that, that serve with us. <clears throat> and uh, her what's name, her name? Her name is Haley, and she always wears long sleeves. And uh, it's just something she does. And it looks nice on her. No, no, not tattoos or anything. Does it look nice off of her? I don't know. Does she bang? Does she bang? <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I just you said that, and I thought of the Ricky Martin song. <laughs> she bangs. She bangs. <laughs> I thought of the Chinese dude singing it. She bang. She bang. Oh. And you know, but she's very, very flirty, and she's always wearing long sleeves. The and herpes is spread. Right. <laughs> so this, dude, this new dude comes over to me, and he's a pretty cool guy. And he's like, "So what's with Haley?" I'm like, oh, "She's single, dude." But there is something you should know. <laughs> when she was uh, a kid, she, <laughs> she, got, she was involved in this horrible fire accident. She has scars all over her body. It, I'm telling you, it looks like somebody took <clears throat> raw hamburger meat and just—it's horrible. It's like horrible. You that scene from The Shining. She's she underneath the long. Long sleeves. Oh, that would have been good. I saw her lift up the, the shirt once, and it's just, it's awful. It, it looks like <laughs> Freddy Krueger's cousin or something. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wow. Fucking, I don't like that. I'm like, I don't blame you, man. <laughs> like, see the hair? Not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, later on that night, I saw Haley, like, get up on him and try to flirt with him or whatever. It's kind of by just, like, sh- shook his head in disgust. <laughs> <laughs>
welcome to Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box, episode 13. I think. Everyone's nodding, so I'm going to so. go with that. I was just going with it, too. <laughs> We're a weekly yes. magic podcast, yeah. and we uh, we get together once a week, because that's weekly, to sit around and not talk about magic, and then we talk about magic. So far, so good. We haven't missed a week. No, no. So far, so good. I'm pretty pretty excited about that. I've missed 12 weeks. <laughs> That's it. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, you can uh, you can friend hey, us on Facebook, Raiders of Fairies Puzzle Box, all one word, on Facebook. Uh, you can email us at yahoo.com, Raiders of Fairies Puzzle Box, all one word. And uh, Sam, tell us something new. Twitter. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can find us now on Twitter. We are Raiders of TPB. Raiders of TPB. It's Raiders of TPB. The Fairy's Puzzle Box. Which, okay. by the way, it just occurred to me, uh, when we tweet, we should probably put our name on it, if, if all three of us are going to use it. Okay. Uh, it's more uh, fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you guys are okay with me saying that <laughs> Archie... Way fun. Way funner. <laughs> you guys are okay with me saying Archie me and Planar Chaos were like the uh, different flavors of jelly beans of magic? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sure. What, about, what about the world would be a better place if all the cheese was candy? Hey, where else can they find us? iTunes. That's right, monkey. You can find me at the house. <laughs> Subscribe to iTunes. Us. Uh, yeah, so that's where you can find us. Anyway, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Great Flavored. I'm Clarence. And tonight we bring you a special guest. His name is... Chris! Oh, come on, really. What's your name? Uh, it's uh, it's Jeffrey Donahue. Jeffrey Donahue. <laughs> we had another Chris before. And this is Chris uh, something well, else. Well, we called him Spike. That's true. Yeah, so it's, it's so Sealy, Chris Sealy. You don't have to... Oh, man, now everyone's going to get you now. Yeah. It's thought, cool. Just don't tell the cops. They're yeah. going to find you on Facebook, and they're going to look at your pictures, <laughs> and they're going to leave comments, and there's nothing you can do about it. Not a little. Not even a little. Anyway. So, Chris, why don't you tell us about the... Uh, tell us about either your first time having sex, or... <laughs> or... The first time you got caught masturbating. Okay, I've never been caught masturbating, so I'm going to go with the first time what, what, I had wait, wait, sex. Wait, never. Your wife, a kid, Clarence here's... What? I mean, I've caught Clarence wagging off like 32 times <laughs> last it's week. Like, ah, again? <laughs> Only 32? Oh, you have to know that, that I've been off like four times a day, so... <laughs> and I catch him about three times. <laughs> so. He's my roommate, so he's going to... You know, when I do it in the living room, people notice. <laughs> Especially when I'm in the next room over and trying to watch a little house. For the first time, we'll be like, why are you choking that little mouse? Oh. <laughs> All right, first, 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 time, first time I ever had sex, it All was right. actually... How old are you? Uh, 13. 13. <clears throat> I'm in a park okay. on the side of this hill. How old are you like now? 22. Okay, go on. And... Just on the side of this part, on the side of this hill in the middle of the park. I'm gonna tell my mother is riding dirt bikes up and down the same hill. I'm butt ass naked on, <laughs> getting it on. And there's this little section of houses, like five or six houses down there. Literally, I know I knew two, three people down there, and all of them tell me, "There's that you up there getting some pussy." Yeah, yeah, it was man. I was, ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what was the chick's name? Uh, Nakia. Nakia. She, yeah. She what black. color was yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. She was, she was black. That's good. <laughs> How old was she? Oh, uh, 17? Oh, way to go, man. Sounds <laughs> like a real whore. Scoring them good, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, though. It's, it's so better to have a whore your first time. For, for all you virgin magic players that listen, it, it's better to have a loose woman the first time. A woman who knows what to do and can tell you what to do. If you try to do a virgin the first time, it's just going to be Sucks. awkward. Sucks. And you're going to be like, why do people it, have sex? It, it kind of <laughs> sucks having sex with a virgin anytime. is what I'm going to no say. It's awesome. <laughs> you just got to be like about it. <laughs> Take it slow. Okay. No, you're okay. Wham! <laughs> Double entendre, really. 
So how did how did it occur? Like tell us like how did All right. Well, she she lived, I mean, back behind it and you know, her her she she always wanted to do it in the house. And I'm like, Well your dad kinda has a pistol holder on the side of his recliner with a gun on there, so so we're not gonna do it in the house. <laughs> so we're, we're sitting on we're sitting we're just sitting out there, you know, smoking a little bud and just just you know, just man, let's do it. Let's get it on. I've never done it before. Right. Sounds good. So she she does the first move? Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, kind of. She, you know, just... What? You're like, your first one's not awkward at all. And see, that's what we're really going for. It sounded like you were just uh, a player. Like, yeah, just stoned and ready to go, man. You know, I did everything, you know, before that, you know. Gun, you know, like, some distance before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we, we, we went out for, like, four years. Wow. Now, would you yeah. recommend to virgins to be stoned the first time? Is this a, would, is this a recommendation? Uh, wait, yeah, wait, 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 yeah, wait. it, 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 it I'm not condemning, we're it, not, Teferi's... We here at Raiders to Fairy Puzzle Box do not condone the smoking of marijuana or being stoned during any events in which re- requires thinking. But please go on. Yeah, I, I, I sure am not fun. a part of this fairy box, so I, <laughs> I, I highly recommend smoking down the first time you did it on because it, it takes all, you, you're not nervous, you know? It, it's t- carefree, you're like, I'm stoned, it's whatever, you know, it's cool. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, let's go back to one thing you said before. You were 13 when you lost your virginity? Yeah, yeah. You dated this girl for four years? Yeah. So you well, were... not not totally <laughs> dated, dated, but, but you know. Yeah. So, like, you're nine years old. First time I, I smoked weed when I was nine years old, too. She's the first person I ever smoked with, Good anything Lord. like that. Yeah. When well, she was 14. Right. <laughs> does, so it, does it matter? A little. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think we all can. But yeah, you know, we lived so, we lived in the same neighborhood. You know, grew up, went to school. Uh, my sister was friends with, you know, one of her sisters. So, doesn't matter. Be black, purple, pink. I think that's what it's all about. Pretty much. And that's called silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I'm gonna go ahead and say I googled it. Do you guys know that Amy from Futurama's voice is done by the same person who does Ming Susanusapone from the the Neighbors on King of the Hill? No, but that's it's weird. not. It's awkward. Anyway, speaking of future, I'm like, what, what's the best thing you guys watched on television? Now, I wrote down a couple things that I thought were going to be the best thing I saw on television this week. They're the things I watched and that I wanted to talk about. But then I saw a commercial. <laughs> this commercial made me laugh so hard I fell off my bed because I was on my bed when I saw it. And nothing else this week has made me do that. So, <clears throat> here it is. The Geico commercial. There's a Geico commercial. Sure, it's viral, so I don't know if you guys have seen it or if it, I don't even know if it's actually on television. Uh, how sure are we that you'll be satisfied with your your the customer service from Geico? Well, was Abe actually honest? And it fla- flashes back to this black and white scene and this lady standing in front of Abraham Lincoln. She goes, "Does this dress make me look fat?" And <laughs> He just kind of stands there, takes his hat off, kind of scratches his head, and just kind of rocks back and forth and looks real awkward. And he, and he goes, "Well, just a li- yeah," uh, and holds up two fingers, like you know, just a little bit, just, and just a little. And then she gets all mad and walks off. It was like Geico, number one in customer service ratings. <laughs> and so, oh my god, it was it was just great. It was that great. All right, I'll go next. Uh, hold on, hold on. Okay. Speaking of commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Right before we walk out the house, I see this commercial, and it's like an iPhone commercial. And dude's, dude, dude, dude's sitting there eating a Butterfinger. A guy sitting next to him on his park bench. says, oh, check out this new app on my phone. Busts it out. Butterfinger sucked right to the phone. The other guy pulls out his phone. He's like, oh, check out my new app. 
pushes two buttons, smashes a dude in the face with his phone, <laughs> takes back his butterfingers. <laughs> That's pretty good. That the best thing I saw on television, actually, I'm going to do two parts. I watched, uh, uh, I've been watching The Whitest Kid You Know. Really? Four, yeah. oh, I found it on Netflix. The Whitest Kid You Know? The Whitest Kid You Know. Sketch comedy. Sketch comedy. Amazing. And just want to bring up one little sketch, and it's an opening sketch of season four, and it's, uh, this uh, couple of guys sitting on a kitchen table and they're eating a plate full of cookies and the cookies are all gone, just crumbs are there left on the plate and there's a grandmother in the background and she's talking to him with her back turned and she's like, do you, li- you, you boys like those cookies? And they're like, yeah, yeah, these cookies are real good, Grandma. And she like turns around walks towards them and he's like, that's good because I made them with my own fingers and she lifts up her hand and her fingers are all cut off. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, uh, Sunny Bell retirement home. Send him here. We'll we'll watch him for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't it great? It really it's, is. It's it's some of it's crap, but most of it is just great. So the best thing I actually watched on television was the South Park episode about when Cartman get AIDS. Oh, you guys seen this? Yeah, yeah. I've seen them all multiple times. Right, right. Really so good. Cartman gets AIDS from blood transfusion that he has to get from uh, a tonsil removal. It's a doctor kept being up and that was the end game. He finally <laughs> just gave Cartman AIDS. <laughs> right. And so Cartman, you know, gets AIDS and, and Kyle laughs his ass off. So in revenge, Cartman gives Kyle AIDS. And now Kyle's really pissed off and goes around a rampage. And then they're, they realize they're, they're in the same boat together and they need to find a cure for AIDS. So the uh, they start researching it and the only people they can really think of that has AIDS is magic Johnson. So they, <laughs> <laughs> they look up Magic Johnson and they go to his house and he's he's like, Yeah, I don't I don't have AIDS anymore and they're like, Wow, Magic, you know how what happened? You know, can we do you mind if we look around your house? There's gotta be something that you're doing different than everybody else. And we look around everything's normal, you know, he's a wealthy guy though, so he's got a pool and everything, so maybe that's it. And they're like, Well let's look in your bedroom. They open the door, it's like a, a big grand door, two doors open up, and it shows a big bed and a large empty room except for the bed. Filled with stacks and stacks of money. <laughs> and they're like, I think we found it. And he's like, I don't trust banks. <laughs> so it turns out the cure for AIDS is $187,000 condensed and pressurized into your bloodstream. And, and then that's Basically funny. liquefied. And yeah, shit. liquefied and uh, it cures AIDS. And so there's a scene where... Like, after they find the cure for AIDS, it shows this white dude pull up in a Benz in, like, South Africa, and it shows all these black, homeless, you know, just wretched people. And they're like, they found a cure for AIDS! And everyone's all excited. Like, all the, the you know, the black people that have AIDS. The are, Yeah, yeah, they're clapping. Oh, yay! All the people, all the black people are like, yay! Really and they're like, what is it? And they're like, $187,000, you know, of your own hard cash pushed into your bloodstream. And they're like, oh. <laughs> We're all gonna die. <laughs> Will you take some right. One of the best jokes of that episode, and you kind of just breezed over it, over it, over it, over it. Words are hard. <laughs> Still practicing English. This, what do we call it? Uh, was when Car- the, the, when Cartman gave him AIDS out of revenge. He was because he was just all like, because he was really pissed at him, uh, like because they kind of made fun of him and laughed about him having AIDS. So he's like, "Ha! I got you, mother! I gave you AIDS now, bitch! What are you gonna do?" Something to that extent, but he, yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> was that your Cartman voice? I we all know that's my impression of everybody. <laughs> that's We've all heard it. <laughs> that's awesome, mom. <laughs> yeah, it's like that one act, that one act that one man act that Brian had to watch in the second season of Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs>
So, Chris, what's the best thing you saw on television this week? Ah, well, you guys are shaking blows mine out the water. I I, I actually watched that uh, that new Chad Ochocinco TV show. Have you yeah. Have you heard about I it? I know of it. Yeah. Yeah, the Ultimate Catch is like a dating show. <laughs> and, I didn't know. It was no idea. And, what and why about. why why this guy would need a dating show? God only knows. But anyway, throughout the episode. They they get down. There's like 85 chicks. They they get it down to 17. Like 85 chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they're gonna send one more home. Okay, so they have like this little ball slash party type thing. And he invites uh, Tio and Bernard Berrien to to come help him out to check these chicks out. You know, kind of get a feel for them. So Tio's going around trying to get all these chicks to give give him their number. You know, just just so he can kind of let Ocho Cinco know, hey. So he gets this chick outside, and and she's all about it. And he's like, she's like, wait, wait, wait. Is there any cameras out here? <laughs> and he's like, oh, my camera right there. You know, point, points up over there. And he's like, okay, but that's the only one. Let's just turn her back. They won't even know. <laughs> so she turns around, about does it, and he's like, oh, the camera right there. <laughs> and so, yeah, it just goes on, but it's funny. It was good. It so was it's kind of like Barney Stinson's bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you remember that episode? Yeah. All right. But I mean, that, that's, that's kind of. I mean, I don't know if you'd count. Uh, you, I, I've seen. I've seen this. Okay, so there's a new game show, and I really like game shows. I don't know why. Big news. <sighs> but it's called Minute to Win It, and they do like take household, and they get a minute to do something. Like they stuck. Uh, uh, what were those? Wieners. Oh, they had a tennis racket <laughs> and the middle. Whatever those things are, square is colored, and they had to stick a pee through it and make it into a glass on the other side. What? Using like tweezers. Yeah, that sounds highly entertaining. It's it's funny, but the the show isn't really that good. But the two chicks that were on the show were smoking hot twins. Okay, so that's how they got a show. Go on. So my wife is watching it, and I'm like, hey, what's this? Dibs. (laughs) <laughs> she hit me, but that, that it was pretty enjoying. Well, you know that's why she was able to watch it. it because the girls kept like winning stuff and jumping up and down, and yeah, it was hot. It worked out uh, for you. So, <laughs> so speaking of new game shows on TV, I seen this one, and it was called, and this might actually be the best thing I've seen on TV, and it is like Silent Library or Silence in the Library. It's like a game show. They do stuff in a library, and you got to be quiet while you do it. Sure. Like, uh, like Sounds this like dude, like, set up a ski ball thing, and dudes, I think they roll these balls up there and smash them in the nuts for like 45 seconds, and they gotta be quiet, okay? <laughs> and like, Octomom was on there, laying down, you know, on his hospital bed type thing, legs spread open, shooting plastic babies and smacking this dude in the face and shit with it, and you gotta be quiet the whole time. Are you thinking kidding? <laughs> that, no, that's serious, but this dick had a, they had this chicken foot stuck on like the end of this blender. Okay, you know, like, you know, goes in circle. And, and they gotta stay quiet. Dude has to take his shirt off, okay? And they, like, stick it up to him, and they're like... Yeah. yeah, Blender was bleeding and everything, man. For 800 bucks, he did that. This is a Japanese game show? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know? well, it all makes sense in they, the they, end. they had one they had to drink all like hot dog water and seaweed water and That's all awesome. this shit in like 30 seconds using their what network does this come on <laughs> I don't even know is it Spike it sounds like something you watch on Spike might be dude I don't know I'll go check it out so and, when you look at the, the percentages of kids that have ADD and learning disabilities you can trace it back to this kind of shit 
They didn't <laughs> have this kind of shit. I was a kid. <laughs> I know, it's progressed, though. We had to oh, whack neighbors in the faces with sticks and... You know, they, we had yeah, crash we, test we dummies. We thought somebody. they were funny and entertaining. Yeah. Our children, though. I'm telling you. And the other best <laughs> on TV. <laughs> anyway, that's the best thing we watch on TV this week. Let's go on to our podcast, gentlemen. I'll go and go first. Best podcast I listened to this week was Remember When... So I'm talking about games.com. Don't tell me about it, because I'm actually waiting to... It's not the new one. I'm not caught up at all. Okay, good, because the new one's all about Firefly, and I'm trying to finish Firefly, because I've never finished it before. I I see. Go on, then. Talking about games.com, and uh, remember when it's a podcast about movies and pop culture and television, basically all the shit you want to hear about, I don't know, like, whatever. It's good shit. It's probably the best TV and films podcast. And so... They uh, the episode I listened to was their Matrix. They started their Matrix trilogy and they talked about the Matrix and it was just it was great. I realized I hadn't seen the actual original Matrix in so long. I'll get on that, dude. Like four years. And I don't know. They just went in depth and they they uh, they talked about some shit I didn't even know was in it. And so I I downloaded it today and I started <laughs> watching some of it. And it was just like wow, yep, there it is. That what they're talking about. Oh, there it is. And it was just like everything I thought I knew about it expanded times ten. And, uh, yeah, so they did a great job, and they talked about a great movie. So. They talk about old movies and stuff. Yeah, old that, movies that was like the, That's kind of centered about but They also talk about, like, shit they're watching that's new and on television, and they always talk about the newest movies. Yeah. The Mike, big ones. Mike and Mike in the morning. Oh, yeah. I get down with that a lot, man. I, I <clears throat> you know, there's nothing new that you, you ain't never heard of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On ESPN News. But uh, I, I like I like their take. He uh, goes to work at 7 in the morning, so he gets up and can actually... Watch Mike and Mike in the morning. <laughs> watch? Yeah. It's a show? It's a radio, it's a radio show. That they on, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. on for like four or five hours in the morning. But they, but they I, I love they're their good. opinions. They're great. Yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. I mean, they have some really good yeah. shit. They're pro- I, probably, probably some of the best, you know, sports, radio type stuff that, that I've seen. I talked about them probably four times on the podcast yeah. in the 13 episodes we've done. Yeah, Mike and Mike rocks, dude. Uh, Sam, tell us. What's up, yo? Yeah, see, the the reason I don't feel bad about not listening to a podcast this week is because I know that Sam has like seven that he wants to talk about. Well, yeah. Sir, I've actually worked on that. And I only wrote down two. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the best podcast <laughs> you listen to this week? Best one I listened to this week was the uh, the Nugent's Playground. And after I listened to it, I actually called both... Well, I called Clarence. I couldn't call Josh because he was at work, and he turns oh, his phone yeah, off while he's at work. To listen to that. And I told you to listen to it, and did you not ever even I opened it, it and started push play, <laughs> and my computer froze, I closed it, and I went to restart it, and something happened to where I had to... The Jen's Playground. <laughs> oh, it was only like a 20-minute episode, so that's why I thought Clarence could go and give it a shot. But it was it was just good stuff from beginning to end. Uh, he decided to have the reoccurring... Uh, uh, Watsy Pothead team. He, w- w- it's a little segment that we that he calls uh, "Wizards of the Coast is King Hot" and the reoccurring potheads, and uh, they they always give me a little laugh because uh, this is how they decided how to change extended. This time is when they were smoking a bowl, Give and they were like, I got a crazy idea, man. And, you know, that's how it had gone. And so he decided to also have a contest this week, or until his next podcast, usually like a month apart or so, um, where, you know, we have to name these characters. So everyone goes submit a, a good old classic pothead names that are fitting to the, the, the Watsy R&D team. I called Josh and Clarence, told him to, because he's giving away a Gideon Jura for it, and that would be really nice to have. So... Uh, I saw Josh left the submission. Did you also email him? Yeah. Okay, that was part of it. See, you had to listen to it because he said you have to leave a comment then an email. 
Well, I didn't. Uh-huh. So, I guess I, <laughs> there's a the chance I could get it, but my submissions, as they pointed out, were not that good in retrospect. But whatever. <laughs> this podcast awesome, too, is still Remember, remember when? when? So, that was me. I went last. That was it, man, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. You saved the best. Though, yeah, so absolutely. Fun. You blew us away, man. I should pay attention when you guys are talking. <laughs> All right, so the movie uh, homework I told them to do this week was to choose their favorite movie that had time travel in it. And I know Clarence would go first on this one. I just wanted to say something first. I instantly thought, like... Okay, everyone's going to say Back to the Future because what other movie has time travel? So, and I couldn't, honestly, the only one I could think of was Not to Time Machine, but I was like, no, that's probably what inspired Josh to make this choice. Oh, so it's probably his, his. Oh, Monk? I really thought I was going to nail that one on the head. Anyways, uh, and then so I Googled it and I was blown away. Yeah. I was just blown away. So, Clarence, go ahead. Terminator 2. I don't know if you made about this movie before, but, uh. Oh, come on. There's well, a, a real one. There's a little bit of time travel in that movie. I love that movie. Oh, and I'm going to leave it at that. T2. But. I do have two other movies that I want to mention. One is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Badass. Where they find the scepter and they have to go back and fight the Japanese They dudes. don't have to. They do, they're they kind of stuck back there. They're like, yeah, they, oh, they they all grab the scepter and they're like, holy shit, we're now in <laughs> what century we're in. I don't remember. <laughs> 16th century or some shit. And I, I grew up on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so it was awesome. And the other one is Frequency, and I don't know. <laughs> I've never even seen it. It's not bad. That, but yeah. it's is it worth watching? Yeah, it's pretty good. Dennis Quaid finds a radio, or has a radio, and he can talk to his son 30 oh. years It's a little ham radio, later. right? Yeah. Shortwave ham radio. <clears throat> yeah. Like those yeah. are my three. Like, yeah, they'll pop up the volume. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Chris, tell us what yours is, man. Okay, well, I, I, I kind of got two things to talk about here. One is, I'm going to say the dumbest movie I've ever seen had, had time travel in it, and I don't know if you've ever seen Idiocracy. I love that movie! <laughs> that, that I, movie. Think I'm, <laughs> I think I've mentioned it before. I've watched it like eight dozen times. It's oh, amazing. God. Who waters their crops with Gatorade? But then it has electrolytes. It's what plants crave. I don't know how you would get to that. Like I said, I don't know how you would look at the crops on the left. Mine is water, and it is like badass. But you know what? I'm going to switch to that Gatorade. No, okay, what well, you're failing to see is the point of the movie how... is a warning sign saying, can stupid people stop f***ing? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about, like, enforcing eugenics and how I we should enforce it in American culture, but go how on, How you class. come up with Beavis and Butthead, and then you make Idiocracy. That shit was uh, terrible. It was amazing. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead I, was like the same kind the, of humor, come on. It is the only movie I've ever watched all the way through and said, I just wasted two hours of my life. Oh, <laughs> it's great too. It will never horrible. get bad. It's like Luke Wilson <laughs> actually being good. You know, I think it's maybe rare. I would have been somebody else. I do I like the fact it. that they have to go find the time machine, and then I won't ruin that for you. But it's good. <laughs> you <laughs> so like check sex. it out? Yeah, you <laughs> get like an engineer's blockbuster. No, I'm just well, playing. But well, anyway, the best one I, I, I think I've seen is Deja Vu with Denzel Washington. That's a good one. Shame, but... Tell us a little bit about that. I can't remember. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Seriously? No. For, for real. So um, why is it the best one? I don't know. only one I can think of with time travel. Oh my, let's throw out some, guys. Uh, well, I guess I don't know. It's like uh, Back to the Future, but I've never seen any of those. Uh, what? Yeah, I'm not a time travel movie type. Only one I can remember is The Time Traveler's Wife, and that was horrible. <laughs> Watch Back to the Future. It's good, but keep it 80s state That's of funny. mind when watching it's it. It's kind of time travel. you got to gotta like They're Huey Lewis in the news. Time. I'm, I'm not a big. I have. I was not a big movie watcher until I met my wife, and so so a lot of the older movies. My I, wife was the same way, dude. I movies wasn't my thing. I'd much rather 
You know, I had to, yeah. I did have to show her. I, I did have to show her the back. Smoke weed and play Madden. You know, ball and Star Wars. That's crazy. And what is it? So much favorite movie with time travel. Yeah, man. Army of, not Ar- Army of Darkness isn't my choice, although I realize that that, that would apply. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. But I was just I was thinking I had to make my wife watch Army of Darkness for the first time because she had never seen it. What's your choice? My choice. My okay. The, when I was like I said, <laughs> I had to Google it. And the first one I saw on the list that wasn't Back to the Future was uh, Star Trek: First Contact, and. That movie uh, was very influential on me. It was, it was, it was yeah. great. It's definitely Star Trek First Contact. <laughs> well, you would mean the same thing to me, so whatever. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. So I can't that, read. That's a great one. It shows like the, uh, like the, 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 the our, our crew from the Enterprise go stuck back in time and they get to witness the Vulcan meeting the humans for the first time because the humans finally had developed the uh, warp drive. And so, therefore, they could be entered into the Federation of Planets and the Vulcans made the first contact and, and they got to win witness it. Dude, no. Well, in case you straight. haven't seen this movie that's been out for 15 if years, you're a Star Trek <laughs> there's fan, you the haven't ending. seen this movie? <laughs> okay, become a Star Trek fan and then you'll, <laughs> you'll eventually appreciate it more. Right. But then, and then the next one I found on the list that, right. I, that and I had to stop looking entirely <laughs> because I was like, nothing else is going to top this is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Time travel at its best. I thought Back to the Future was the epitome, like the like the uh, when flagship you saw, of time travel movies. No, sir. When no, you saw sir. that on the list, you were like, "What the no hell further. did I not think of that?" I know, right? Really? <laughs> you got Abe Lincoln on Whoa. the stage. You don't know. I even like what was like Genghis just had seen that Abe Lincoln commercial I told you about and everything, <laughs> and was still chuckling about it when I was looking through this list. So that's kind of funny. Josh definitely called me out on the deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I, wasn't sure to. I really wanted you to tell us a little bit about <laughs> I it. I couldn't tell you anything about it. He's like, uh, fuck. I know that he has seen it because he rented it, but I don't know what it was about because I never watched it. Josh, your time travel selection. All right, so mine, I'm not going to throw out three or four like these guys. Mine is The Jacket, and it stars uh, Adrian Brody and Karen Knightley. And um, I don't know, if you, have you guys seen this film at all? No. No? Never even heard of it. Really, really good, really good stuff. I like Adrian Brody. So <laughs> all, right. all right, so it, I'm, it, I'm going to read a little bit of Roger Ebert's review just because it's it's kind of a deeper movie. And uh, In Iraq 1991, an American right? soldier momentarily trusts a small Is boy who has a gun and shoots him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to talk here, sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> as far as there could be. I'm, just I'm, say I'm, point. Do I'm, some hand gestures. I'm just so sidetracked by Sam drinking Diet Coke. Oh my, my god. Here's Diet Coke. <laughs> I don't want to die. I got Coke. Regular Coke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Roger Ebert. <laughs> Alright, so. Roger. In Iraq, 1991, an American soldier momentarily trusts a small boy who has a gun and shoots him in the head. Uh, and that was the first time I died, says Jack Starks. He's an American soldier played by American by um, Adrian Brody, and he's not quite sure. But anyway, Brody uh, thought he died, and he gets taken to a hospital, and um, they uh, they save him, basically. And he goes back home, and he has uh, Gulf War Syndrome. And uh, he's walking along uh, a road trying to get home. Uh, or find a way anyway and uh he's picked up by uh he runs into a mother and daughter all right after being declared dead in iraq it's discovered that he's alive after all and jack is returned to the states and treated for amnesia out of town he's hitchhiking through vermont when he comes upon a spaced out mother who's kelly lynch and her worried young daughter the car is broken down and after helping them he gets a lift with a passing motorist who soon enough kills a cop the guy that he gets a lift from kills a cop Jack passes out because of the whole gunshot and everything and freaks out. And uh, when he wakes up, he finds himself conv- a convicted cop killer and sent to a mental asylum. 
Um, if he could only find that woman and the daughter, he could establish his alibi. But the woman was zoned out and the daughter was just a child. Uh, the asylum is not one of your modern age uh, enlightened asylums. Um, even Edgar Allan Poe raises his eyebrows. It's run on Dr. Becker, whose theories are a cover for sat sadism. Um, maybe it's the other way around. But he believes he believes in locking the patients in a straitjacket, and that's where the title comes from. Is and he puts them into uh, a morgue cooler, whatever. Yeah, so he, he puts uh, a straitjacket on them and puts them into this freezer in pitch darkness where they can't move for hours on end, sometimes even days. Anyway, um. <laughs> And every time he puts his jacket on, he starts uh, traveling through time, and he goes forward into the future, and he meets the the young girl, and shit happens. Uh, I'm not going to tell you about it, but seriously, great movie. Sweet. I will check that. It's awesome. <laughs> I actually found that interesting. <laughs> that's their movies. For that time travel. The first time he died and stuff. Uh, it reminded me of the movie... Uh, with John C. Riley that he did on his own that was horrible but funny a little bit. Walk hard? Yeah. Or talk hard? Walk hard. Is it walk hard? Dewey Cox. Dewey the Dewey Cox, the story of Dewey Cox. And right at the beginning where like he cuts his brother in half on accident. <laughs> and it was just like right off top of the movie, you know, each someone dies. Yeah. So I started thinking about that and I thought, oh, that had that funny part in it and that's about it. Let's, let's tell some lies. <laughs> um I'll go first. Okay. Hey Jess. Why don't you go first? What's the unbelievable lie that you told this week? I was walking in with my son, who's three years old, through the grocery store, and he's being all rambunctious, and he has a broken arm because he uh, he fell at McDonald's and broke his arm. And he's got a hero clicks tournament. Yeah, and uh, during not that. So he runs into this lady because he's not paying attention. The lady turns around and like, oh, it's okay. Oh, he's so cute. I'm like, actually, she's a girl. I'm like her name is Ronnie. And we're trying, you know, to not get him, get her confused. And I, I did all the perfect pronouns and everything. This lady was like, "What?" Because he was totally dressed like a boy and yeah, everything. He doesn't look like a girl at all. Yeah, he's, he's a little boy for you sure. You don't tell me my daughter's a boy. <laughs> right? You should have been like, acted, offended. I, I did acted a little offended. You know, that's like, awesome. Oh, like, I threw a bag of why is this happening her? again? What was the matter with you? It was pretty great. I'm a single father. But honestly, <laughs> this lady was just blown away. Honestly, Josh, stop putting Liam's hair pigtails. Nope. Not right, gonna do it. Sam, tell us what's up. All right. So my lie was Josh doesn't really put Liam's hair pigtails. <laughs> no, that okay. That's not my lie at all. No, I was at work today and, and uh, I, I was making sandwiches at Subway and I was uh, work. There's there's two high school kids there and uh, I they were talking about a concert or something. I, I've only heard a little bit. And uh, so I went up to him and I was like, I had a really strange experience at a concert once. Uh, I remember when we saw Chili Peppers and Foo Fighters. Yeah. And Dave Grohl came running out in the audience. Yeah. I started with that story, but embellished a little bit. Sure. Well, he came up running right beside me, so I jumped up and started dry humping his leg. Yeah. Totally convinced him that I dry humped Dave Grohl's leg while he was singing Monkey Wrench live. Good on you. Yeah. Good we should have been there for that. Really, he, he came with that about... 10 feet or so of us and yeah, climbed on really the podium close. and it, he was singing and it was really cool. It was a cool experience. I was I was younger so it was, very, it was very cool. What's up, man? Okay, so I was in a, I was in D.C. last week. Yeah. Okay? And I happened to be hanging out at my cousin's house. And we're sitting out front and this chick comes up and starts asking for some crack. 
Okay. What does this chick look like? Uh, I don't know. She's about five, six, black, mm, you know, with the hair down about to the shoulders, maybe a little bit higher. I don't know. Probably short hair, I guess. Does she know. look like a crack chick? Uh, not really. So not really. But anyway, so I thought, like, okay, okay, you let me, f- and I'll give you some crack. Okay, so to sum the rest of the story up, I gave Condoleezza Rice AIDS through this, oh, okay? Oh, again. You yeah. what? Well, Condoleezza Rice, gave okay. her AIDS okay. in return for crack. Hmm, like, okay. like, I gave her AIDS, she gets crack. Damn, I guess she got a twofer, didn't she? Yes, she did. <laughs> That's my life. I thought you were just going to, like, moon her. You're going to moon her and said, here's my crack, bitch. <laughs> so what's kind of Lisa Rice like in the bedroom? I don't know. She's a freak, dude. She's a Lisa freak. Rice? Kinda Lisa Kinda Rice? Kind of Rice? You know who that is? I have no idea who that Total is. Total politician. Person. She's, oh, like, she's like a, the, the Secretary of Defense. Yeah, when I, I read know. a newspaper, I always, Secret- like, Secret- start reading, and I'm like, I could be reading daily MTG, so that's what I do. <laughs> right, so I, I have no idea. Like, like uh, did, you, did you guys know there's a black guy that's president? <laughs> there, I heard overheard someone talking about it on Sunday. I was like, shut up. Oil spill, oil spill. Let's look up some some good magic content. <laughs> I was like, I wonder what happened at that PTQ this weekend, you know? And then I find out. Right. And the oil spill goes away. Tell us why. Can't believe okay, it. So, I have a. A gas station preference. I go to the same gas station every time. Which one? Cares. The same one. The one on right uh, Second and High. I go to that one all the time too. Yeah, and yeah that's, that's a good one. The the lady that works there just started working there. Used to work at my bank, and she's really like Ditsy. always happy. She used to work at the bank. Yeah, it's Shelly. That's the bank lady, the one that always talked to me. And Seriously? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. And so <laughs> I go in one day, and she. Every, the first four times I see her, I'm like, hey, uh, or she says, hey, tell your wife I said hi. And so the fourth time, I'm like, oh, I told her. She, she says hello. Liar! And they never said, you never remember this. My shit. wife goes in and tells Shelly that I didn't tell her hi. So the next time I go in, she's like, your wife told on you. And I just, I'm like, stand there for a second, and I'm like, my wife died. <laughs> and she, I'm pretty sure she already knows that I was lying, but I didn't burst out into tears, but I got very uh You never said solemn, you were joking. Solemn, if you will. I was just like, my wife died. And walked out. And, yeah, my wife probably has been back at <clears throat> three or four times since then, so. That's good. She got she better. Now, uh, but <laughs> I got better. <laughs> like a little come back to life potion. <laughs> so, yeah, that's our lives for this week. Chris, you're the new guy. You get to go first on the $1,000, man. What would you do for $1,000 this week? I would make a snow angel in about two tons cow manure. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I would do that. <laughs> what if face, all, uh, like face a, down? Seems really like good. a little excessive. You face don't need down. that much. <laughs> that I want to make sure there's enough to make a good. You're gonna make like a snow you know, angel. How about? <laughs> How about if you do it face down with a snorkel in your mouth, also facing down, and that being your only means, you know, meaning you have to suck down your throat. Oh yeah, that's, no, that's good. Much. That's good. Okay. I'm talking, what if yeah. it's on fire? 
<laughs> then, then, then can I at least fire. Then, okay, if it's on fire, can I put on an extra shirt? Or yes. Two cotton shirts. What if somebody's stabbing you in the back with a fork? Pitchfork. You might have to throw in an extra ten bucks. Okay, to stab me with a pitchfork. So, eleven hundred dollars. Not in hell. No, just kind of pride. One thousand ten dollars. Yeah, you throw me a thousand. No, you throw me ten extra. You can stab me all the way through. It's cool. You would let someone run you through with a pitchfork for ten thousand dollars. No, no, ten bucks. $10. <laughs> so you're saying for for ten dollars you'll let somebody stab you with a pitchfork, but for a thousand you'll play it. He shit. really doesn't like poop. <laughs> no, 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 I. No, for real, this guy. Tiklatilia, maybe. <laughs> Try yeah. to get him to clean a bathroom. It's a bad idea. You have to know this guy's fear of feces. This is really a big deal for you. So, like, if I intentionally gave you pink eye by like bare ass farting on your pillow, <laughs> that would probably be a bad idea. Well, I don't know. It depends. Okay, depends. 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 that that would be kind of funny to you a little bit, maybe, or yeah, or no. you would be like, you the part about you farting, the part about you farting in my eye, I would be cool with. <laughs> Get your it's, brown it's, eye it's, up it's, to his, but you realize yeah, like no, no is the this pink, you're the pink guy is cool. The pink is. How did you get in my house? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I knocked. <laughs> it was always there. I don't even do that anymore. <laughs> Anybody naked? He does every time he comes over. Anybody naked? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm done with that. <laughs> Sam, why don't you go next, man? <laughs> All right. So for to get. A recap for a thousand dollars or for a thousand and ten dollars. Chris would make snow angels naked, upside down with a snorkel, while getting stabbed with a pitchfork, and, and Sam giving him pink in two eye tons of manure. In two tons of manure. The word Sam gives him pink eye. <laughs> I just fart right in his face. Yeah, like Basically, saying, you get your brown eye up to his brown eyes. Let me put my cheeks on your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, that one was Say a little wet. Face <laughs> for a thousand dollars this week. <laughs> I would re- reenact the sex scene from the original Hot Shots movie with it's Hot Shots for you. No, no, from the first one with the bacon and everything. Ah, okay, yeah. and the hash browns. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, with. Well, the first person I said was a pagoda, but Candace said, that's too obscure. So yeah. I said, well, what about <coughs> Brian Hennessy? And she was like, also too obscure. And I, and I was like, well, what about Rodney Dangerfield? There you go. Yeah. And she was like, you nailed it. But then I topped it, and I was like, carrot top. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it with carrot top. Yeah, and he would probably let you. He needs money. Yeah. <laughs> And then yeah. I could get the plug of that. No, we're not splitting it 500, 500. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, and then she reminded me, Josh, do you still have that carrot top clock that she got you, the purple one? Remember the carrot top alarm clock? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Because I forgot about this. I don't remember at all. You so don't remember so. the carrot top alarm clock? It was like, it was like the yeah, classic looking carrot, carrot top, or alarm clock, but it was like oversized because it was, you know, carrot top does the prop humor show. Sure. But it had the little peg legs, but it had just a scary ass face in the center of it, but it had the two little bells, but it was purple. Was he dialing? You don't remember this, okay? I drank a whole lot. Dude, you bought that from me. Did I? I mean, I don't know. It was eight years ago. No, I thought thought Candace got it from uh, Hastings, but like, you know, whatever. Silence from all that. I like. I've been thinking like, probably right. Whatever. Is that you? No. No, it was definitely Josh. I've probably drank more than Josh since then, but I don't know. (laughs) You know, whatever. It's out there. 
okay. Well, I wrote down that because I remember we, we started talking Ripley about Ripley. that. So. Uh, Josh, what would you do for $1,000 this week? $1,000 this week, I'd call every daycare in the city and call on a bomb threat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. You should know. And I'd use my name. I'm like, hi, this is Joshua Srove. Yeah, I'm going to be making a bomb go out there. Boom. <laughs> you say he's always illegal. You, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going somewhere really good with this. I thought you say, I thought I was going to call every day Karen Punk City, ask it if they, if, if you could just come sit around and play with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you guys think child molesters just chill in the playground? No, or, sex or, offenders. Or, uh, sex offenders. Okay, okay. You let sex offenders oh. chill in the playground during recess? No, so you see what I said, but then end up like, oh yeah, and I'm supposed to tell you I'm a registered sex offender. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> That would, it. that would be great. <laughs> I'm down with the bomb threats. Or, or so that's cool. like, yeah, no, that was funny. That was good. I can volunteer my help. And like when they're like, yeah, yeah, we're always looking for volunteers. Okay, but I have to tell you I'm a registered sex offender. <laughs> 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 By law, I have to tell you. You already said yes! <laughs> yeah, I wrote something down here further on my sheet. That was something else I saw on television this week I want to mention before we get to the magic junk. Uh, junk? Not junk, not junk. Magic I'm very excited junk. about our magic content this week. But, uh... Uh, Can- I- Candace was watching a show I walked in and uh, it was a very serious show and it was about the FBI and I saw there's Ron Livingston sure. I love Ron Livingston uh, for, for show you guys know he's the guy from Office Space and, and he, he's just a great melodramatic usually comedic actor and here he is in this serious role so I totally started watching a show called Standoff and I'm really enjoying it huh. uh, Ron Liv- it, it, it started in 06 I think actually and uh, it's Ron Livingston he's a skinny serious guy and he shoots people it's crazy Damn. Okay, so for a thousand dollars this week, you must be serious. Oh, you didn't do a thousand dollar thing? <laughs> no. no. I, I would. I thought uh, you threw up your hands because I, I said magic junk. No. I would uh, let a dude with genital warts, crabs, and elephantitis teabag me. You wouldn't get. To, <laughs> you wouldn't get to spend your thousand dollars though. <laughs> you, yeah, I would. He would spend it on treatment. <laughs> 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 That's a lot of balls. The dude. shampoo for fuck crabs is expensive. Uh, I mean, I've heard, it, I've heard it's expensive, dude. But elephant, I'd have to break my jaw. I'd have to go get surgery on my jaw because the elephantitis ball would. Dude, I've seen you fit Tim's balls in your mouth. It wouldn't be dude, much dude, different. When I when I was in the army, just to throw this out there, and uh, there's this guy. That had uh, a hernia? No, no. What's that called? Yeah, a hernia. Yeah, a hernia. Yeah, the and it's nuts. And I don't know if you've ever seen the yeah. the, the, the the PT clothes for the army, but them shorts look like, like straight from the floor. I lived with this guy when he was in the army. Yeah. He used to just wear okay. that shit on okay. base. He didn't this, have to. This so dude just comes dude. out. This dude just comes out. Look like I got cantaloupe in his, <laughs> in, his work, in his PT shorts and he's just standing there like and shit going on because <laughs> like, he had a hernia? yeah Drill okay. like, what did you doing man yeah yeah he just pulls it out <laughs> yeah yeah so well, that's, not, that's not his actual testicles that's intestine in his scrotum <laughs> yeah, <I'm mad>. <laughs> okay. yeah it just meant that it does give the appearance of a huge <laughs> yeah. testicle yeah yeah hey, but that's Badass. it you just talking about big nuts and maybe thinking about <laughs> well there you go <laughs> All right, so on to the magic stuff. Thanks for listening in if you're going to hit stop now. We love All right, top five this week. Um, it's actually Clarence's turn, so he'll get his turn next week because uh, <coughs> the full list of M11 was spoiled, and this is the first podcast we've done since then, so I wanted to go over uh, the top cards of our, our favorite cards <coughs> in each color and artifact. And all and of this... Just- <laughs> <laughs> go on, sir. 
Just so you know, Chris, our <laughs> guest today, has never played a game of Magic. Yes. Well, don't lie. He's played a couple of games. I've played like yeah. three, okay, like three and I'm, I'm one and two. Ah, so. oh, there you go. That's not bad. So, yeah. It's running about. my starting record. <laughs> Oh, I try to stop the first game. I remember. We all, and we all three did ha- get the chance to play with the M11 cards because all three of us did go to our pre-release. Well, kind of. More on that later. Who's starting with the top five? Let's let Chris start. Chris. All right, top My... six. I'm sorry, we went top six because Josh included artifacts. Okay, okay. I got a I got a white card, cinnamon, no. <laughs> condiment, condiment. <laughs> uh. My red card. He's saying condemn. <laughs> <laughs> he likes condemn. <laughs> My red card. Probably because you like read it. I sounded like condom. <laughs> Thunderstrike with uh, insurance of a creature. <laughs> uh, my green is, <laughs> is <laughs> wait. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderstrike is a, a colorless and a red instant that says a creature gets plus two plus zero on first strike until end of turn. <laughs> okay, that didn't count. Uh, my green is a primal cocoon English G, and <laughs> it's an enchantment, and it's one green, and a creature gets plus one plus one counter. <laughs> What's it called, though, Each for turn, real? Primal, Primal Cocoon. Cocoon. He said it right. Oh. It's a one-casting cost aura. English G. That was enchantment. Green. <laughs> you gotta love this shirt shorthand. <laughs> okay, okay. The, uh, the, the, uh, blue is Condorium Spinley. Conundrum <laughs> <laughs> Sphinx. Oh. Four for a four for a flyer. That's what I did by Clarence Shear. Alright, alright, alright. My black is, uh... <laughs> Uh, Liliana's caress. Uh, no, that's I can't a, believe you got that one that's right. A, that's a B one Mikram. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you guys, this is awesome. I'm We're never gonna have another guest that knows shit about <laughs> magic. Permit segment called. Let's let Chris read the cards. <laughs> then my artifact is a. Uh, is a crystal ball. It's scary too. Kandora Spinley. <laughs> oh, it's one scary crystal ball. That's what it says. It's scary cubed. Bird squared, rather. Oh shit! <laughs> those are Christmas. Those are Christmas. <laughs> from Next week we do. We're gonna bring you cards from Legends. Just, <laughs> just so you know, I don't think we'll ever invite another person that has played Magic. Oh, better yet, the Ravenic. No, which one had the ninjas in the fuck that name? The, from the Kamigawa block? That's what Ritz betrayers. Betrayers. I, I think my ribs hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let uh, Clarence, your top six. Ooh, shit. Tips from M11. <laughs> okay. So. Did you have wine come out your nose? No. <laughs> uh, not that I wouldn't have, it just didn't. <laughs> you just didn't take a drink at the right time. Right. So. Endorms fit me. Condiment. Every time I cast that from now on, put your bitch on the bottom because I condiment his ass. <laughs> I kind of want to make a deck with primal cocoons now, so I can say primal cocoon English G. <laughs> no, you throw it down, you windmill that shit, and go English G. <laughs> All right. On him. All right. So. My- <laughs> 
Alright, my favorite. I didn't mean to be so retarded. No, it was it was gold. That's all I'm gonna say. I can't believe it. I have to play with condolence, Ben. Something's an artifact. Sounds like an artifact from Tintus. Oh shit! It should cost four. And you spin it, and whoever it points at. Skips or draw phase. Go sure. on. Okay, go on. <laughs> Alright. Oh, shit. My artifact is... And I chose all new cards. I didn't do any cards that were reprints because we've already seen those reprints? cards a long time ago. I didn't do any of those either. Ah, so, one. Kind of. Ish. You bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Artifact <laughs> is Sword of Vengeance. It's a three casting cost equipment that you equip for three, and it gives a creature plus two, plus zero, first strike, <clears throat> vigilance, trample, and haste. Josh, how many games did that win you at the pre-release? Two, three. Oh, I thought it was a lot more. It's, yeah. Um, my black card is Dark Tutelage. Tell me about Dark I am Tutelage. in love with this card, even though everybody else hates it. It's one black, two colorless enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you build a top card of your library, and you lose life equal to its converted mana cost, and you put it in your hand. Side note, I, I like Dark Tutelage quite a bit. So it's a combination of... I'm glad you pulled him. It's a good card. Dark, card. Confident, and Phyrexian Arena, and it, it, it it's, it's harder to get rid of. It's awesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't get rid of it. Its own color can't get rid of it. Ooh, my mouth hurts. <laughs> and it's for okay. a completely different reason than usual. <laughs> My blue card is Jace's Ingenuity. Two blue, three colorless. Instant, draw three cards. Fixed. Instant, draw cards. That's, it's a that's, fixed, uh, it's just a recall. Yeah, it's, it's, no, no, in my no, no, opinion, no, no, no. it's better than Tidings, even though you get an extra card <laughs> with Tidings card. because of the instant. Uh, it's a Jace's Ingenuity. Yeah. Draw three cards as an instant. That's ancestral recall. Okay, for but one. for four more mana. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it's the fixed one. Uh, it was the topic that a lot of podcasts have been talking about: how time warp, time reversal, and Jace's ingenuity are like functional reprints of the Blue Power Nine. What? Not functional reprints. Uh, <laughs> that that's a horrible no. Uh, uh, fixed, if you will. Shitty reprints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you take ones that you can play four of. <laughs> for green, I chose plummet. One green, one colorless, instant, destroyed target creature with flying. I'm going to interject again. I was always, I was been down on Plummet. You guys have heard me say, I'm not going to play Plummet. I don't like it for Mono Green. I think I've completely changed my mind on that. A complete backwards. I actually want to make that Plummet now in Mono Green. I've come around to it. I've, I've actually, l- l- like, looked at any problems I might have, like with the Kelda Dragon Lord I've had in my deck. There's my answer. Perfect. And, it, and it's not a bad one for one for green, so. Go on, Clarence. I'm sorry. My red card is Ember Hauler. Uh, there are a lot of choices on red, and I, I chose this one because it's the... I feel like it's going to be the next two-drop for Mono Red. Oh, it's or awesome. for Red Deck wins. It's a uh, two red, two two. <laughs> for one, you can second to do two damage to target creature or player. Wait, one red? No, for one. one. I know, that's so sweet, isn't it? Yep. It, it doesn't tap or anything, so... Fucking totally sweet. <laughs> Don't tap that. It's like Mog Fanatic version 2.0, yeah, if you will. Or 2.2. 2.2, because of the Skirk attendant or whatever the guy said. No, just because it's a 2-2. Oh. (laughs) Uh, For white, I chose Leyline of Sanctity. Uh, Really? Yep. 
It's two white, two colorless enchantment, and it's ivory mask just upgraded where you can play it for free. Awesome. If you have it in your opening hand. AKA okay, the ley light ability. <laughs> yeah. It, it, they should just keyword it. <laughs> but, it, I mean, seriously, Ivory Mask is the exact same price, yeah, it is, the exact yeah. same cost. You just Wait, get the right. option to play this for free. It's no, I'm down. Awesome. Do, you th- do you think it'll see any play? Yeah. I do. You do? Okay. I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm thinking it could, but I don't know. Josh. So my turn. Um, Clarence stole two of mine. <clears throat> nice. My white card was Leilani in the Sanctity as well. My <coughs> blue card was also Jace's Ingenuity. My black card was Corrupt. And it was just good good to see it back. Boy, reprinted. <coughs> yeah, that's totally a reprint, Josh. You're the one to send out a text message saying no, try, try to use new cards. I said try to use new cards, and I didn't see the black card. So you have to. Yeah. Okay, right, so well, I only read it once. Five colorless, one black. Deep face. Deal damage equal to the number of swamps to target creature player gain life equal to that. Uh, and then my red card is combust. One red, one colorless. Target red or, I'm sorry, white or blue creature. Uh, mm. Five damage. Can't be prevented, can't be countered. It reads kill target bait slayer angel <coughs> or wall of ovids. Yep. No, no, just no. about anything. Bait yeah. angel. Bait slayer angel mostly. <laughs> my green card is Garuk's pack leader. It's uh, one green, four colorless, four, four, four. Anytime my creature with a power of three or greater is played, you get to draw a card. Is it three or greater? Yeah, oh. because it goes with the pack master or whatever. Yeah. Or, or companion. 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 Yeah, that's just, that's just, that's great. Greed, it's it's really good Greek card draw. We've been seeing more and more of that, so I I really like that, that, yeah. co- that color shift. Uh, then my artifact is still Overseer. <coughs> I believe it's three colorless. Yeah. Three colorless, one one artifact creature. You can tap it to add one one counter to each creature you control. Each artifact, artifact creature you control. Is it? No, it's artifact right. creature. No, dude, that card is gonna get broke. <laughs> yeah, just wait for so it. There's, yeah. g- there's gonna be a deck built around this, and it's gonna be a. a, a I'm, I don't want to go on the limit say tier one, but it's gonna be a good deck. I mean, look, you got Juggernaut, you got Load School Golem, you got Triskeleton. Criskelion. Criskelion. Oh. It's it's and and if we see any more artifact creatures from Scars, which yeah, I don't know, there's a chance we could. <clears throat> Maybe this card could just go all the way. Go ahead, man. Oh, my turn. Yay! I'm going last again. My top six. Uh, my honorable mentions and Josh, we didn't have an opportunity for lands. I wanted to mention Mystifying Maze because I think this is going to be a mainstay in most sure. decks. Uh, at the pre-release, Tim decks, any decks. Tim won games simply because he had two of them in his card pool, in the <laughs> sealed pool, and he <coughs> won him so many games. It's an amazing card. Sick. It's a land that just says that creature isn't going to do anything the rest of this game. And is there any creatures right now that would have protection from that outside of Shroud? No. Creatures? No. No, no pro land? Okay. So yeah, I think it's a really good card. So Mystifying Maze, here's one for you. What does it do? Kill? fucking no. Oh, I'm joking. No, you can tap it to add one, one, one white. I'm sorry, one colorless mana. It has nothing to do with white mana. Or you can tap four colorless and tap it to remove target creature from the game until the beginning of the next end step. Exile. And then it exile it, and it comes back into play tapped. And how new is this card? And you be knowing all that? It doesn't come out till the 16th. That's my doubt. All right. Um, That's scary. By the time this podcast hits, it will be out though. Uh, okay, I'm gonna start at the top. My artifacts. I think this is the Elixir of Immortality. This card is so great. At the pre-release, like there was one game that gave me 25 life because I kept top decking it. It was amazing. Because uh, I only had one of them, and I think just because it worked that well for me there with just a one of in a 40 card deck, and imagine imagine four of them in a 60 card deck. It's just life gain out the butt. It's gain five life for two mana, and you get to shuffle your graveyard graveyard back in. And Did just, you exile it though? 
No. You shuffle. It says shuffle elixir immortality and your graveyard into your library. Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Yet. Yeah, it's okay. It's for one colorless to cast, mm-hmm. and then two colorless no, no. and tap and sa- uh, tap not sack tap it, and, and it reads shuffle elixir mortality, gain five life, and shuffle elixir mortality in your graveyard that's into really your library. Cool. Yeah, I, I won. I, I won several games so. because of that. <clears throat> Go ahead. Uh, so elixir it, So it's it's like fucking upgrade from Thurn Foundry or Feldman's Game, if you sure. will. All right, moving on for blue. Ether Adept. This guy is amazing, and, and I think I think he's going to be really good even outside of uh, limited play. He obviously is fucking busted in limited, but uh, I it's Man of War. It's a blue creature. It, it's, a, it's a blue Vincer. You know, it's practically Vincer, if you will, because it's one colorless and two blue for a two-two. When he comes into play, return to our creature to its owner's hand. And how's that Vincer? Vincer, he did something similar. He said permanent or spell, and he had flash, so he's obviously better, but he costs one more. So, he better be better. And he was a rare, and this is a common, so that's another thing. Um, my white pick is, um, I wrote down Nighty Night, but it's not Extempler. Dude, you almost spilled wine on your computer. I saw you do it. You're cut off. Give me your keys. Why you talk? Okay, sorry. Uh, Knight Extemplar, he's one and two white for a two-two first strike, and he reads, other knights you control get plus one, plus one, and, and are indestructible. Uh, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, he's not that good, but I got to looking at what other knights are available, So, and now I know this guy is really, really good. Not only do we have black and white knight, we have a fair amount of other knights, especially when you're looking at the new extended, but that's a topic for another day. Uh, Knight Extemplar is my white pick. My green is Hornet Sting. I'm totally lying. This is what a waste of cardboard, right? No way. Hornet Sting is awesome. No one would even play that in limited. What did they print this card for? I, it's so, so horrible. It's green direct damage. It's green direct damage. For one green instant, <coughs> you get to do one damage to our creature or player. But no, my real pick is Bonish Shaman. Uh, the berry that's a call of the wild for one and a green it's a 2-2 two, two, and you play one green and tap or discard a creature card from your hand and search your library for a creature card put it into your hand so you discard Vengevine grab Vengevine and sure win the game the original casting cost isn't one and green two colors no it's one it's a, it's a bear it's two for two two okay uh, as opposed to two colors <gasps> and two green as the original call of the wild gave us and that that saw so much play, so I don't see how Fauna Shaman and Vingevine, with Vingevine in the format, how it's not going to see uber amount of play. I like your red. <laughs> My red, yeah. I, I put down two because I figured that one of these was going to be said before I get to it, but it turns out both of them were said. I wrote down Combust and Ember Holler. So, there you go. I think those are my red picks. They're, Ember Holler is just great. I'm loving it because uh, I'm hoping people play it over Kelvin Dragonlord because Kelvin Dragonlord tends to beat me and I don't like it. So there you go. Uh, my my black is I didn't want to choose a mythic rare, but it's so so good. Grave Titan for six mana, you get ten power, plus uh, and possibly more. It's yeah. so good. It's like Revel Art, but better because you play it and then you get two powered creatures. You know. So do you see what I mean? My favorite Revel Art. Ish. Yeah. It's not. I don't think it's better than Red Light. Dude, it's, it's, it's four and two black for it. It's one of the Titan cycles. There's one of these for every color, and the black one just happens to be this one. It's uh, four and two black for a 6 6 death touch. When Grave Titan enters the battlefield or attacks, put two, two, two zombie tokens into the battlefield. So he's just bringing the dudes, if you know what I mean. He's like a, he's like a necromancer that he. You would like somebody that brings the dudes. 
<laughs> it's raining men, baby. Chuck <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. So in this pre-release. Oh yeah, all, like I mentioned, all three of us got to play in the pre-release, and uh, and it, it's really funny. Clarence took a week off work to, so he could be sure to be at the pre-release and get a Sun Titan. And uh, well, Clarence, why don't you tell the story? So I'm sitting there playing round one, and I get a text message from work saying that who did you play round one? I played Josh. <laughs> Doesn't it suck? There was 30 players and yeah, there was more than 30. No, there were 29. 29. That's more than 30. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, <coughs> I played Josh in the first round. Juice. And at first, I wasn't real happy with my deck, but then I played Josh, and it turns out I have a lot of removal. <laughs> and three prodigal pyromancers. Give us the highlights of your. No, no. Go ahead and tell the story first. Uh, I played Josh, and I, I, I won't. Well, I'll just say it. I I spanked his ass. 2-0. <laughs> yeah, he did. But. And then he bent him over and spanked him. Then I got a call from work saying, hey, we've got crisis. We need you here. And so I gave Josh the win and went to work. That's not technically legal that you play out and gave him the win. It's, it's technically legal. It's completely technical. Is legal. it? You, you can do that? Sure. Dude, I do it every time. That's, that's true. true, that's true. I didn't think about that. Alright, go on. So <laughs> So Clarence Clarence played yeah. one round and left and enjoyed his week off from work. And I played In black, green, red. <laughs> so tell us some of the highlights of your silver. Dark tutelage. Yeah. The times two. Uh the three particle pyromancers, come on. That's that would have won you so many games had Three particle pyromancers and two bog sickness. I played uh Swamp so that I get bug sickness. <coughs> you had a doom blade too, right? Or at least I got a doom blade, act of treason, fling, uh, lightning bolt, and then yeah, I was out of removal, so I, I threw in one mind rot because it was shiny and it, it's really good to get it early it, game. It limited. was shiny, uh, and then I threw in for my other removal. I had a fireball, which won me a game, or actually killed Sarah Angel twice, and. <laughs> how that works. I only had one. I got Tresselian, which is awesome because it kills everything. Uh, <clears throat> didn't think about it, but I also got a Primal Cocoon if I just thrown on Tresselian. would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I wanted a little bit more removal, but I didn't have it, so I threw in two Giant Growths to use as little combat tricks, kill creatures with my prized Unicorn. Prize Unicorn. I also saw a Sign of Blood in there. Two Sign of Bloods. Two Sign of Bloods. See, two Dark Tutelages, two Sign of Bloods, and no way to gain life. Yep. And didn't matter. Didn't did matter against Josh, obviously. No, it wouldn't matter. Well, I, I played whichever one I drew. In game one, I had Dark Tutelage. I, I, I went down to three with it and before I won. Game two, I had Sign of Blood in my opening hand, so I played it, and then I drew Dark Tutelage and never played it. And then okay. we played a third game for SMGs and... It's okay to say shit on our podcast, sir. I had Dark Tutelage again, and yeah, it just the card advantage is insane. It is. Like I said, I'm playing Triskelion, Prized Unicorn, one cost four, one cost six, and everything never, else is like three. Never and under. died from it. Yeah, three and under for the rest. You didn't get a bolt pull. A bolt. One bolt. That's I said it. I knew you say. And a Garuk's companion for more card draw. Oh no, that's the uh, as we said a minute no, ago. Two for a three three. Trample. Or two for a three-two trample. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, and then Josh, you played Clarence and you got beat the first round, but he gave you the win. Yep. 
Mm. Then I won all the rest. Then you won all the rest. I went to the top eight and I lost to the guy that split with the first place guy. First, second. In the so. finals. <coughs> That's pretty good. Sam, how did you do? Well, well no, hang no, on. There's, no. a, there's a highlight I want to uh, Yeah, just yeah. some highlight yourself. Well, I'm just going to point out. Uh, red, white. And I got three rings and two active trees and fireball. And it was a pretty good pool. Just nothing compared to three pyromancers and bullshit. <laughs> <coughs> Man, Pingers and Limited is awesome. And if you would have that Primal Cocoon Hunter Skeleton, that's like your fourth Pinger. Right. So that's I played against uh, a dude that actually pulled a Baneslayer Angel in a sealed pool. And, uh. <laughs> Ryan Che. He also had a Mystifying Maze. Yeah, yeah. It was really good, really good pool. You know, that that card alone, when you game Zena did, it won him a game. It and won then, him a couple games. <clears throat> well, against me, it won him a game. Okay. And then game two, I was able to get Active Treason playing. <laughs> so he played his Baneslayer. Very proud after tapping out, because he is playing Troll on this. And so I act of treason, attack, fling. Gain and 10 life, yep, right? Yep, 10 life. That's it's sweet. actually a 20 life point swing. That's, that's <coughs> awesome. So game three, and same thing happens. He uh, And the great thing is he's foreseen, and he's uh, using Augury Owl, and he's just digging through his deck. It's, it's a decent deck just to find Baneslayer, because Baneslayer is certainly going to win him games. And he, he finally gets it, pulls it, flops it down, and I have the same two cards. I'm like, ha, huh, here it is again. <laughs> So we meet again. And that's very that. nice, very nice. So you made top eight, yeah. as you mentioned. But Clarence beat you two zero, but he left. That just I don't know. I just it just uh, what I, I can't help but be fascinated by how, what it would have been like if we would have got to sit down tonight and be like, we all three went to the pre-release and we all three made top eight. Very likely would have happened. That, that, would, that yeah, very likely would have happened, and it would have been really cool to say. But then again, who knows? Clarence might have to play me and then knock me out of the top eight or something. Yeah, yeah that. I don't know. Maybe. The odds, you know. Sam, how'd you do? Well, I, uh, I'm i telling everyone I got first place. <laughs> so, I got first place. Uh, actually, it was me, got down to me and Joe Line. Joe Line was on the last one? The, the podcast. He was on the yeah. yeah, Joe Line from podcast number 11. It got down to me and him for first and second place, and uh, and we split, but then we played and I beat him, so. Uh, I, I So, that's why I'm saying I got first place. Yeah. Um, my my pool, I didn't, like, my bomb, the only good card that I would say I had in my deck, I, upon constructing it, was Frost Titan. As we know, yeah, sure, it's a great card, it's a mythic rare, and, uh, but everyone's been dogging on it, so, I mean, a lot of people aren't considering it. But Unlimited, I think, it did quite well, actually. Yeah. It won me probably eight or nine games, so. Uh, the, my, the real bomb that just turned out just to be amazing in my deck, that just, uh, especially in my last four matches, that just won repeatedly, was Air Servant. The new uh, air elemental, he's four and a blue for a four three flyer and for a two and a blue uh, target tap target creature, creature with flying. Yeah. So like I would I had one Sarah Angel, I had and I had her and I had uh, several other flyers. I had like a Griffin guy. Well, I, uh, I had a Cloud Crusader and a no I didn't have any wild griffins. That's oh. weird, huh? I had a Cloud Crusader who's two and two white for a two flying first strike. He's a knight. Just one point. Uh uh, what other? Stormfront, Pegasus, or Stormfront, or Assault Griffin. I had Assault Griffin as my as another flyer for three and a white. He is a three-two flyer. Also common. I guess that's all the flyers I had. I I won. They won me like every game. I would land pretty much all of those. But I had one elixir of immortality, and there was actually a game where Sarah Angel uh, died like four <coughs> times, and I only had one. But I kept getting her back because every time she died, I'd pop my elixir of immortality, shuffle her back in. Drawler, put her on the board. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty nuts. And you know, at the same time, five left every time. 
Um, also had two Ethereps, had two cancels, one preordained, one foresee, one augurial, uh, one mana leak, one golden glow moth. And the reason why he worked so well, I had a Johnny's primate, so like getting, I had life gain all over the board, but he never ever once got a one one counter all night. But I landed him almost every game. Had a blind mage. Uh, also, I, I got a traumatize in my pool, and I decided to go ahead and play, and I actually ended up winning like two or three games because of it. It was really sweet. Only one of them that actually beat someone. The several other instances, I just they, all their ways that they could have won or beaten or get rid of anything with the graveyard. Nothing they could do about it. And I was like, well, I should have played Elixir more Immortality. Uh, when it, I had only had that one air serve, and I said that I had one Ice Cage, one Wall of Frost, one Pacifism. Uh, the Frost Titan I mentioned. One Negate, and then I also had uh, two Flash Freezes that I kept in my sideboard, and I actually only boarded them in in one game where a guy played near Mono Red. So, uh, I didn't lose a game until, like, I think I lost one game against Tim, and then one game against TJ, and that was it. I literally did not lose even a game. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. So not any real just awesome bombs or anything, but just a really solid pull. I did blue white eyes, so you could probably tell, and there you go. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask what you guys thought about Water Servant. I really like it. I would have. I one guy had it. It did work really well for him. Yeah, 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 a little yeah. mini plus one, minus one. It's not bad. Three four for four, and it has that ability. It's not bad. Yeah, I really like it. I think it'll be good in control. But, you, uh, you, know you know what they should have done? Should have had? It, it, like, you know, flying, sure. Everyone says they should have flying, but we could have really sliced up. Yeah. For one blue mana, could have given it like something like Rampage or... Banding? Banding. Oh, dude, imagine how cool that would be. To, like, make your Sarah, like... <coughs> Sarah Angel or Baneslayer Angel pumpable? Essentially, right? Right? It only if, only if it had banding. But I suppose next time we can just talk about banding. seeds of doubt and evil thoughts Outcast angel fallen from on high. I go by many names, but there is one you can't deny. My name is Satan. Hi, everybody. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about myself. My friends all call me Old Scratch, and I am a Capricorn. My turn-ons are romantic walks and killing the unborn. Got little devil horns and a little goatee Little devil eyes to help a little devil see A little cloven hooves make it kind of hard to ski I'm Satan <laughs> Woohoo! Mephistopheles for some, I don't know My real name is Beelzebub But you can call me Beals I love to watch Fox News and then go club some baby seals Then I'll take a bubble bath and drink a Zinfandel Try to wash off that baby seal smell And then I'll make a toast to me If I want to hear your soul, I'll just throw it on the griddle. Don't need to make a deal, I don't need to tell a riddle. And fuck Charlie Danners, I don't care if you can fiddle, I'm Satan. Emma went down to Georgia, he was looking for a soul to steal. It's fucking bullshit, because I would not be caught dead in 
Georgia. Okay, it's like, oh my god. Think, think, think. Look, that's just how I picture him. You fucking think of whatever you want.